If you have an unquenchable thirst to crush your bucket list, relentlessly pursue your dreams, and live life on your own terms, then turn up the volume and tune in. You're now listening to Zeph and Moses Blacksburg on the Year of Purpose podcast. This episode of the Year of Purpose is brought to you by our brand new book, Life Rescripted. Find your purpose and design your dream life before the curtains close. If you want to be the first in line to receive a free digital copy from me, all you have to do is head on over to www.liferescriptedbook.com to find out more. Hey everyone, this is Zephan Blacksburg with another round of the Year of Purpose podcast, and today I am joined by Rock Thomas, and for over a decade, he has influenced organizations and individuals worldwide. His credentials include a lifetime of entrepreneurial and personal successes from real estate mogul, radio personality, to author, and peak performance trainer. Rock is a successful book author of The Power of Your Identity, and the sought-after and the sought-after seminar programs, Inside the Millionaire Mindset, and the Six Keys to Success. Rock is also inspiring the world with his newly released 90-day breakthrough program, The Top 10 Rules of Success, and today, he's hanging out with me. What's going on, Rock? Hey, super cool to be here. Always love to chat. Yeah, man. So I was, you know, kind of reading up online a little bit about your story and, you know, wanting to find out what does it take to get to where you are right now? I mean, so many people listening in are, you know, maybe working the corporate nine to five are interested in entrepreneurship. But what does, you know, what's the real side of success? We all see the the Facebook statuses of, oh, you know, just landed this million dollar deal or did this or did that. But no one gets to see, you know, the other side of the story. So maybe if you can share, like, where did this all start for you and what did it take to get you here? Yeah, I think we all have a Facebook uh, side we show ourselves, and then there's the, the real self, and maybe there's even the private self. But um, I guess my story starts as a hardworking uh, young man on a farm with parents that were there physically but not emotionally. And that um, sense of abandonment emotionally drove me to seek out uh, significance and belonging uh, elsewhere. I was that little skinny kid that was the fastest kid on the football team. Um, I wasn't the smartest in school, but ended up um, somehow winning the Acad- Academic Achievement Award the last year, much to my surprise. Um, and still today, very average kind of um, academically, but certainly a hardcore, hardwired to, uh, to seek out the answers. My father taught me one lesson I think really, really worked well. He never wanted to see my report card. He just said, what did you learn? And if you learned it, learn it so well, you never have to learn it again. And that stood with me and served me all my life. And now today, one of the skills I have is to be an excellent student. So I, I capture the essence of the lessons of my mentors and I'm able to apply them. And maybe that's the other piece I think that is missing for most people is we let our fears stop us. I know it's cliche, but so many people don't do what they, they want to do. And I've studied human behavior through Tony Robbins and other people, and um, I try to help people get themselves to do what they say they want to do and overcome those, those fear of shame and abandonment and isolation, humiliation, and all the things that cause us to hesitate. And when people break through through courage, their lives become spectacular and epic, and they really become you know, fulfilled at a deeper level. 
Yeah, and so a lot of creating these breakthrough moments, I'm sure for me, for you, for many people, comes from having a coach or a mentor. Uh, do you remember for you who your first mentor was or where you were when you decided to bring on a coach? It's funny you mention that because recently I did something called a timeline. And I remember that the first um, mentor I had was 23. It was a guy who ran a restaurant. I worked for him while I was in college. And he was really good with people. And he taught me that uh, one of the most important skills is to be able to connect with people. He encouraged me to read uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People and use people's names and talk in terms of other people's interests. And I went from working as an employee to being able to be a little manager and, and, and guide a few people, which gave me a sense of empowerment. And um, we bankrupt the restaurant and then he got me a job in the airlines and he mentored me through that. And really, I think uh, the key with a mentor is that they actually believe in you more than you believe in yourself. And when you borrow that belief, you actually start to do the things that you didn't think you could do. But my real breakthrough was at the age of 30, 31, I met my first millionaire. My parents were not social at, I, at all, so they never introduced me to a, a, a greater sphere of people. And he taught me this, the, the world of sales and real estate. And within about four years, he offered to sell me the company, actually the largest real estate company in the province of Quebec, where I'm from in Canada. And um, not only did he offer, but he guided me. He mentored me. He, he created the financing. He, he told me, here's what you, how you'll pay me. This is what will happen. And when I had these big fears of sleepless nights, he said, don't worry. That's happened to me a hundred times. It's normal. People leave the business, blah, blah, blah. And he guided me through it. And within a few years, I became financially free. And then I charted every seven years approximately. I hit a major person that imp impacted my life mentorship-wise. Tony Robbins, seven years later. T. Harvecker after that. Um, a guy that's uh, not well-known, David Osborne, but in the, in the arena of real estate is hugely successful. So I'm a big believer in mentorship. Mm -hmm. And of course, I've been coached as well and hired people to coach me. But I think the difference with mentorship is that they have an interest because their DNA is going to be left on you. A coach is like, hey, you know what? He didn't, do, he didn't do the exercise. He didn't do what I told you. A mentor, he cares about your future. It's like, a, like you're raising your own child. You're like saying, here's what I did to succeed. I can loan you my experience and I see in you the potential. But now you got to go do it because my name's on this experience. Right. So I love to mentor people. And what is it? So, you know, here's something that I've seen a lot just in the last few years. You know, I left my full-time job a little over two years ago, about two and a half years ago. And a big influencer in that was a mentor who took the time to take me aside. What is it that they see in us when they, you know, pull us out of the crowd and decide, you know, I'm going to work on you? How how are they so willing to just give of themselves to us? Because it's their time. They know that, you know, in, in many cases, we're not paying them for it. They're volunteering to, you know, see it through to the end. Um, you know, why are people so willing to do that for people? That's a great question. I think there's there's a few answers to it. Number one is, as humans, um, when we hit a certain level and our basic needs are met, we have this innate desire to give back and to contribute and to help people grow. So when we see probably something in, in somebody that was in ourselves, um, there's a beckoning. There's a like, hey, I see that soul in there. I see like, for me, um, I remember I was once in, in, uh, in Asia and I lost my traveler's checks. I was 21 traveling. I called my dad up and I said, can you wire me some money? 
And he said, you got yourself there on your own. You'll figure out how to get home. <laughs> Click. And of course, at that moment, I did not feel loved. But guess what? It forced me to become resourceful. So I did some modeling and I never thought I was worthy of modeling. Um, I taught Japanese people how to speak English, even though I didn't know how, but I figured it out. And the gift he gave me was this incredible resourcefulness. When I come across people who maybe haven't had huge opportunity, but I see this hunger and resourcefulness in them, I play my father, but I wanted my father to be. And then I reach out to this young person and I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm willing to mentor you. I'm going to back you. I'm going to guide you. I'm going to, I'm going to be there for you when, when my father wasn't. So it's kind of deep, I know, but I think it's a lot to do with that. And I think that at the end of the day, we all want the world to be a better place. So it's a lot of fun to say, hey, you know what? I helped this person become successful. I helped that person. Uh, I just recently had a birthday and I had, you know, over 500 messages on Facebook. I had countless inboxes of people saying thank you for shaping my life, being, for being a role model, for setting the example, for pushing me in this direction. Tell me to take that course, read this book or whatever it was. Um, how fulfilling is that? It's amazing. You don't get that by making a lot of money. You get that by impacting people's lives and caring. Yeah, I actually um, had a moment where, you know, I had given a talk to a local high school. And it was really one of my first experiences ever speaking to the public in with a motive to inspire or to motivate. And afterwards, uh, one of the kids came up to me and, you know, talked to me and said, you know, you don't realize what you did here tonight. And, you know, you kind of brush it off at first, like, yeah, okay, that's cool. That feels nice. And then, like, you know, I got a message from her again, like, a few hours later that night online. And I was like, wow, like, I really don't realize what I did here. And it's such a great feeling to know that you can make that difference with people. Um, and, and I'm sure that, you know, you've been shaped and molded into the person that you are based on uh, both the positive experiences that you've had and I'm sure some tough experiences too. Uh, you mentioned back there a little bit something about a bankruptcy. I was curious just to hear, you know, what do you think was your hardest lesson ever learned? You know, being stuck in Asia is obviously a pretty big one and having your parents say you're on your own is tough too. But, you know, what do you think was probably the hardest thing you ever had to learn? I don't think the call is long enough. I mean, I could go through a long list. <laughs> Maybe just one or two. Yeah, recently I just had a deal that I had sold a business and uh, they found a clever way to maneuver through the system and feign bankruptcy and um, built me out of $1.6 million for somebody that I actually mentored. Um, it was heartbreaking for me because, you know, I helped this person come come from kind of very average to hugely successful and then... Uh, they turned around, power went to their head, and they, um, they found a clever way to, uh, to not pay me. So that was a huge experience. Um, bankrupting the restaurant was, I borrowed $20,000 from my mom. She's never made more than $20,000 a year. It was her life savings. Um, was a gut-wrenching experience, but I managed to get three jobs and pay her back in 18 months. So that was a huge experience from perspective of responsibility. Um, you know, I've, I've worked for a lot of different people in the speaking field, T.R. Becker and Tony Robbins, and, and had big aspirations to, you know, to take up huge roles in those companies only to find out that that wasn't the model they were running. So disappointments there. Um, there's all kinds of things that happen in your life. At the end of the day, the thing that keeps me going is nothing has meaning but the meaning we give it. 
I lost all my hair to alopecia in 2003 after running a marathon and going on a fast, going through a divorce. Um, but the meaning we give it, right? So we, we need to choose to represent things to ourselves in a new way. And what I've learned is to ask you a better question. What's great about this? Because there's good and bad in everything. And only you and I decide what that's going to be. So is it bad I lost all my hair? Well, maybe. But at the same time, I, I don't have to pay for haircuts anymore. Um, I, I, I don't have a bad hair day. Um, I, I get ready, ready faster than most people. I, I travel lighter. And I go for one massage a month because I don't spend money on my hair. And I do that as a remembrance, as the gift that I got from this experience. So no matter what happens to you, I say everything's an asset in life. Everything is an asset. Even your enemies are assets. Your worthy opponents are assets. Everything's an asset. You have to be a clever you know, researcher to say, how do I utilize this to serve me? I can tell by a short period of time on this call with you, you have a gift of being an amazing listener. And that's a rare quality. And it's going to probably serve you for a long time, not just in, in this process, but with your friends and the people around you. Because I think it's one of the most honorable things you can do is to give your full attention to people. And in this day and age with phones, etc., it's not done so much. So, um, so I'm sure that the people around you and the people you mentor and the people that you hold space for probably truly appreciate that about you. Thank you so much for, for the compliment. I, I'm not used to receiving that on the podcast. I'm used to just interviewing, but I, I really do appreciate that. And so thank you so much for that. I, um, I admire just your courage in, in getting through a lot of things that you've been through. And I, I guess there's, do you have some sort of a routine or some way to keep your mindset solid? Because, you know, a lot of the things that you've dealt with, a lot of the things that many other people dealt with uh, can really break break a guy down, you know? And how is it that you can keep waking up every single morning and just going at it and, and going for the gold? Yeah, I, I think that the rich always have, have rituals. And um, when I say rich, I mean rich in anything, rich in whatever result that you want. So, of course, I have a morning routine where I meditate and I visualize and I pray and I uh, do my exercises and I journal and read and listen to, you know, things. I have my top 10 rules. Rule number one is 30 minutes a day of personal development. Um, you have to have a vision. You have to be clear in your vision. I reverse engineer my weeks. So every Sunday I take about an hour. I look out at the week and I start it from Friday backwards. So I don't get to Friday unprepared. Most people, what they do is they start with preparing for Monday and then with Tuesday, they get caught up in that. They get to Wednesday and it's like, wah, and they get blindsided. Uh, we live in a culture that has a lot of uh, self-medication, uh, drugs, food, alcohol, booze. I was sitting in a park uh, just the other day. And I was amazed that people just lighten up, you know, pot and it's illegal in my country. And it's just like, it's, it's, it's normal. So we have rituals that serve us and rituals that enslave us. For me, it's really about get clear in your vision, what it is that you want, what your, the purpose of your life is. For me, it's to be an example of somebody that really lives through the success principles. Of course, you have to define what those are and be a shining example of somebody that can defy the odds to inspire others. And that means, you know, I'm 53, and, but I usually play sports with guys in their 20s. Because I've learned about health and nutrition and I use it to serve my body because my father died of cancer at 62. Everything's an asset. 
So feel bad about that, but then find out how do you make it better? How do you learn from it? I say to my kids, you know, I was the CD and you're the MP3 player. It's like, you got to get better. Take from me what is good. I've got my faults and, and I've got my, my things I haven't worked through yet, but you need to make it better. Pull from me, keep the best, and then become better. And as long as you're working toward that, and like we talked about at the beginning of your show, is you've got to have mentors. You will rise and fall to the level of your, the expectations of your peer group. So who you surround yourself with, an analogy, if you're in a gang that kills people, you're going to probably be doing that or you're going to feel completely detached from that gang and uncomfortable and stressed all the time. If you're somebody who's an Olympic athlete, you hang out with them, you'll be working out three times a day, stretching and eating well. If you're part of you know, a board of directors with um, Bill Gates and with, with uh, Warren Buffett, etc., you'll be looking at opportunities and solving world problems. So who are you hanging out with? That's, what you, that's how you maintain it. You know, you don't maintain it by on your own, this own little thing living in, a, in, a, in your own little world. You maintain it by throwing yourself into a peer group of people that have the same values you have and that will have the courage to hold you accountable. And that's my, my GoBundance group and my RM1 group is exactly what we do. Is we have guys that are hard-charging entrepreneurs and that's what we're all about. So tell me, what is the, the GoBundance group? And, and tell me a little bit more just about the different things that you do and, and provide to people. Yeah. So a bunch of guys got together and decided that they wanted to, to grab life big. They wanted to have fun. They worked hard, but it wasn't just about working hard. It was about let's have fun on this planet while we're here. And it's called GoBundance, not NoBundance, because we believe in abundance in everything. Abundance of time off, abundance with your family, abundance in creating wealth, abundance in opportunity, abundance in generosity. So we have basically five pillars. One is passive income. We're big on creating, you know, having our money go to work for us so that we can do what we want. We just came back from a trip in Peru. Uh, in a couple of days, I'll have 30 guys up here in Montreal racing uh, you know, Lamborghinis and Porsches um, and then playing paintball. We've got a guy who just sold his business for $100 million coming to talk to us. He'll be one of the next billionaires. we got Robert Herchevec coming from the Shark Tank to spend some time with us in uh, Tahoe next year. We had Kiyosaki last year. On our hit list is Tim Ferriss. I'm sure you heard of him for our work week. So what we do is we seek out the greatest minds and spirits on the planet and we go hang out with them because we know we're going to be affected by it. And then we have a fit test. Every time you show up at one of our events, you actually have to do a fit test. Why? Because we hold each other accountable, not like, hey, you should work out or, hey, you should eat well. Hey, drop down. Here, give me, you know, give me 30 and, yeah. and, do, and do this because we want you to know that every day you're at home back in your other tribe, if you don't pay the price of holding the standard for this tribe, you'll come back and it'll show. So we do that. We have extreme accountability. We share goals. We write bucket list adventures. So we, we, we go, what do you want to do? So we've been to Norway and Austria and, and, and just back from Peru and we do amazing things on these trips. We did an amazing race at the end of the last trip which was, was five hours long and was so thrilling and exciting and adventurous and causes you to be alive and, and, and frustrated and disappointed and then elated. It's awesome. What we're doing is we're on this emotional roller coaster ride called life. How deep are you going to plug into it or are you going to be on the side watching the parade and we're like, man. Let's, let's leave it all hanging out there. 
And of course, we have contributions. So most of us are speakers, authors, trainers, whatever. So we give back twice a year at some of our events. And, and it's basically free for people to come where we sponsor them in. And then deep, authentic relationships. Here's the deal. Most of us are fake because we're afraid if we're real, we're not good enough. Mm. So when you create a culture and a tribe where you can be authentic and vulnerable and it's still okay, the rich experience you have as a person is like being on a fraternity or being in a family where everybody makes you feel okay. You can't repeat it. And so that's what we've done in this tribe is created that environment. We have over 100 members and um, we meet four or five times a year at these different locations and just have a blast. Very cool. That sounds like a good time. So, you know, for people to learn more about what you do and find out where they might be able to, you know, become a part of that, um, as well as, you know, find your book, The Power of Your Identity, what's the best place for anyone to go to check that out? Well, uh, they can go at rock at rockthomas.com as, as, a, as an email. Um, they can go to gobundance.com. That's gobundance without the A. Com. And then we have this other program that I'm very excited about called um, the M1, which is people who aren't at a million yet, where we mentor them. So all those people in GoBundance that are millionaires and multimillionaires, we have a chance to give back, to mentor the people that are up and coming. Those souls that we go, hey, you want to grab life big, you want to go for it, you're just looking for that break, that opportunity, that connection. you know. And I look at I met my first millionaire at the age of 31, approximately four years later, I became a millionaire and I've been financially free ever since. I worked four to five months, or I don't even call it work, but I put into my business and attention each year since I'm 40. Pretty cool, I think. Um, and I want to be able to offer that to other people because 97% of the population are living paycheck to paycheck. Uh, most of them get to 65 and they're still going to have to work, but it doesn't have to be that way. All you have to do is harness the success principles, bring them into your life, have somebody courageous enough that's going to challenge you to hold you accountable to it. And if, if you want to run and hide, you can. Just get out of the system. But we're going to challenge the people that want that, and we're going to accelerate their success. So you can go to inside the M1. That's the number, not the word. The M1.com. If you're, if you're hungry, if you are truly hungry and you're just looking to be mentored, um, that will definitely blow your mind. What we have in there, I don't think exists on the planet, honestly, and I'm so excited about it. The results we've gotten is unbelievable. Very, very cool. Well, Rock, thank you for taking some time out of your day to share a little bit of your story and you know how you help other people. And uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. And uh, it's been great meeting you. It's been super meeting you. you got a beautiful heart. I can tell it. You're going to impact a lot of lives. And thanks for taking out the time to share with me. Thanks, Rock. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Cheers. Bye. This episode of The Year of Purpose is brought to you by our brand new book, Life Rescripted. Find your purpose and design your dream life before the curtains close. If you want to be the first in line to receive a free digital copy from me, all you have to do is head on over to www.liferescriptedbook.com com to find out more. I've discovered what I think is the world's most effective process to design your path in life. It'd be a shame if I didn't share it. In Life Rescripted, you will discover the number one strategy for determining your life purpose and how you can start a new path today. The 5x life hack rule for accomplishing your dreams and designing your life on your own terms five times faster. The ultimate solution for fear and how you can leverage it right now to make this year your best year yet and so much more. 
Reserve your spot in line to get a free copy at www.liferescriptedbook.com and I will see you in the next episode.